So I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And my dog starts eating the corner of my blanket. Like, I, I'm just hearing this. I, make, I, make, I can ignore anything. And it persists. And I look, and um, I'm take, look up, all the lights are off, and it's my dog. Like, because it was sleeping right next to me. It moved to eat the, my blanket. This is Ethnexus, episode 131. Gigantosaur was gigantic. On Sunday, June 15th, 2014. And now, he's so good in reverse. This episode of Ethnexus is hosted by Ryan Rampersad and co-hosted by Matt Petra. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How about you? Uh, doing well. Really? Doing super well. Huh. That's unheard of. You never do well on this show. You're always yeah. coming to me telling me about how horrible your week was. No, I'm only saying that I'm sleepy and I want to go home, which is very true. Well, you're actually doing a good job at hiding it this time. Oh, yeah, I, I'm hidden. Did right you now. just write like a half an hour worth of show notes and then your computer crashed on you? Oh, did that yes. just happen? So nothing was lost because I used the famed Google Docs. Unheard of. Um, and they're they're really good, and I enjoy them. But yes, I got a blue screen for a Nvidia driver that crashed fifteen <laughs> Thir- minutes ago. <laughs> right. So it, it stopped working, and then fifteen minutes later, it just crashed. You know, yeah. Sounds I mean, suspicious. You know, totally in every way. Hmm. So that was your week. Oh, it Big was week? it was good. So I got to do my first um hold down of a whole route so i got to do six consecutive days of the first of the same route that's unheard of yes i've never been able to do that and on july 6th is when my expiration on my next bid takes place so you're gonna get a route for like what three Three weeks weeks? three weeks of the same route um that's amazing so they worked some demon magic so i wasn't displaced by my t6 this week Mm -hmm. um because there's um because they give you a day off but they just don't give me a day off because they don't like me enough i i heard that but I, I, they only do it because I told them, hey, I want as much money as I can. Like, we'll keep you working. Yeah, I understand. And I was happy about that. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, 40, 48 hours a week is good. That's what you believe now. When I start complaining, I'll be thinner. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so I'm just excited about moving up in the world. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's very good. So, what about you? I heard you saw some dinosaurs this week? Yeah, this week, uh, so I'm supposed to be doing all this coding, but uh, I've been on what vacation. Coding? Exactly. What coding? There's, this just hasn't happened. Uh, but what I have been doing is I went to see some dinosaurs with a good friend, this guy named Dave. Oh, I know Dave. Yeah, th- this guy named Dave decided to um, deliver some letters to his former students, which is very nice Without using the most convenient way to message people in the United States of America. Uh, so, email. Yeah. Uh, no, he didn't use the post office or email. Instead, he decided to do it by hand. Manually. Which is cool, in a way. Like, if, if you made a letter. Yeah, last... you stick it to the man. You drive it. <laughs> You're sticking it to the gas guzzler Prius, aren't you? Uh, well, you know, it, uh, the, both of the people we delivered letters to appreciated the handmade delivery, but were somewhat disturbed by the burly man with lots of hair taking pictures of them. You don't worry, it's just a Taliban night. I understand. At least I wasn't introduced as such. However, I was there, and I did take pictures of these people and then didn't send them to Putnam at all. Anyway, uh, so it was fun. We um, were delivering a letter to one person, but they weren't at home. We found out where they worked, which is at the Science Museum of Minnesota. We went there. Somehow we managed to get in for free because of extortion laws. And then... They proceeded to find the person to give the letter to. The letter was given. Then we got more free tickets and more free things. And then that was basically my uh, Saturday. Yeah, and 
that was all cool and all, but you left out one fact. Which part? I just think it's very creepy that you went to find a high school girl. But like, they graduated. So, okay, just an 18-year-old girl finding out. First of all, you went to her house, so you had to know the address. Then you just did all these things. It just Does that have to sound a little bit creepy to you? Well, you know. That's, that sounds like you not only went up to the creepy line, but you crossed it. So I, I said that to, to Putnam, and he said, no, it's fine. You're taking pictures for us today. Okay. Which well, I, as long as it was documented. I feel like that makes it creepier. You know. <sighs> a little bit? Yes? A lot? I, I would have to go with a lot. I mean, that just doesn't seem right. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. So you can see the pictures of the dinosaurs on the uh, Google+. Plus. Not the most exciting exhibit ever, unfortunately. I don't I don't know. Have, have you ever gone to any of the specialty exhibits at the uh, Science um, Museum? I have never, actually. So I went to Body Works uh, the first time I came around to our museum. And I've gone to, I think, like the, the Egyptian exhibit one sometime and then now just the dinosaur one and honestly none of them have been very good i really wanted to see the viking one when it came so like one of the problems i have with it with um non-interactive exhibits is that you're 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 basically forced to read everything and everything you're forced to read is in really big font with a lot of with no density of, at all like you can't know something by looking at some text uh, you're not reading a book, you're not reading a paragraph, you're just reading a sentence that just is stretched over the course of three meters. It's it's a, it's a, it's a travesty, and I just can't deal with it. I just always hated that all the uh, exhibits were always broken. That too. But So I, you you posted all these on Google+, Plus for yep. the public to go view Yep, so you can go and look was, at them. I just like the pictures of you next to the bones. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it really puts them into perspective how Gigantosaur was gigantic. Turns out... And that's a name I can appreciate, instead of, like, Thesephlepeldon and something other weird. Like, they always have funny-named uh, dinosaurs, and uh, it's, it's hard to appreciate. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Well, and so, also this week, I uh, was lucky enough to con my mom into buying a new phone for herself. Not me, wow, herself. Wow, sounds like you were very, very busy. So, this this phone, and this is not the formal review, because I've only had it in my hand for a day or so... Um, it's a really nice phone. It's running KitKat. It has a processor that's identical to the uh, Moto G, so it's a uh, uh, quad-core Snapdragon 400. Really nice. One gig of memory. Screen's 4.7 inches. This phone is more or less identical to the Moto G, except that it's on Virgin Mobile running on the Sprint MVNO network deal thing. Uh, and uh, I did some speed tests. You know, the phone uh, scores much lower than the Nexus 5, but it scores almost identically to the Moto G. The speed of the network isn't the best, but, for example, outside the house, you can get some pretty decent speeds. You know, it's between um, between 5 and 15 um, megabits down. No, that's that's more than you'll ever need. That's pretty that, that's, as, as far as I'm concerned, that's more than she'll ever need. I do like my speeds, so okay. I'm happy paying the T-Mobile for some uh, speed. However, uh, you know, T-Mobile on 3G, if you recall, was dismal. You, know, you would rarely get more than three megabits down on a bad day or a good day. That's not that's not very good. No. So that 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 was my week. Not not a lot to write home about. It's unfortunate. Uh, seeing a dinosaur fall. So, so, so well, yeah, you know it's not. Uh, so next week, in fact, um, I don't have like a big worldwide developer event or Google I/O yet. That's two weeks away. But we do have, uh, sadly. Uh, uh, what is it called? An Amazon thing to do? We might do that. So I might actually be able to focus and actually get some work done. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I hope that goes well. So also this week, we uh, must mention our E3 coverage. Oh, yes, I heard you and Bailey only did a special. Yes, that is, that is, uh, that is the absolute truth. So you can listen to our E3 special, NS30. You can just go to the nexus.tv slash episode slash NS30. That is not normally how I read links. What was I smoking? Hopefully the truth. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. That, that is the true link, actually. So yeah, just go look at our special. So, did you listen to any of the coverage? For I, I did. And I, okay. It was very it felt very firsthand listening to it. So here, here. So I'm going to ask you a very simple question. We're not going to dwell on this topic for long because I feel like Andrew Bailey and I covered it very well. But I want your opinion. Who won E3 this year? Obviously, Nintendo. Okay, so that's what everybody seems to believe. Also, really? Yeah, actually. And yeah. I, I I agree in some ways. Like everybody's really excited about the games they're going to be bringing out. So you know the Super Smash Brothers. And the, uh, you know, the new Zelda game that has no name yet, but everybody loves this and everybody's really excited about it. But the problem I have with the Nintendo lineup that they were touting at E3 is that it all comes in 2015 rather than coming out later this year. For Christmas Rush. For the Christmas Rush. But also, when you tell someone, it's coming out next year, 2015, that means there's six months of captivation, at least, until that happens. And as far as we know, that Smash Brothers comes out in February, I think. So, I mean, what if somebody, you know, some parents don't know that this is happening? Because do parents really listen to E3 coverage? Not really. So then they buy their kid an Xbox 360, and then the kid finds out that Super Smash Brothers comes out in February. Well, then what? They've already spent their console allowance of the decade. They're screwed. That's why the kid gets a summer job in the winter mowing lawns. It's obvious. It is obvious. Any, any other ways to bash Nintendo? That's... No, no, I, so, I, uh, personally, my, my perspective was that I believe Sony won simply because they actually had some hardware. I'm a big hardware fan. You might have known this by listening to, uh, the Gadget Show. Uh, this show, in fact. You do you know what their hardware was? It was a little TV peripheral-like thing, so it was kind of like, um, kind of like a, an Apple TV that would allow you to stream games from your PS4 in your other room. Or stream games from the, uh, you know, not yet ready but coming soon PS Now. See, but that's, that's that doesn't seem like a big deal to me. I think that's a better deal than what every other provider has. So if I'm going to buy into a, uh, a systems platform, I would prefer to get to the one that has the most options for playing. I don't know. You know we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's only 100 bucks, and if you already have a... a, a it's contro- one more. It's basically the price of a game and a controller. Right. So if you already have the controller, you don't need to pay the $140 one, so you get a controller and a free game if you pay $140 for it. But this way, you can watch Netflix in yet another place, use a familiar interface, because it's the same interface, and you can do all the games and things that you could do on your PS4 by streaming them. Well, it sounds like a win-win-win. Win. Uh, we'll get to that someday. There's a problem with that. Not really. Okay. No, there isn't. It just just seems like a good idea. I mean, you just have to have hope that there is a when you know, game. I, you just have to hope that you can actually get a game for the PS4. Mostly just uh, you know, Square so, Enix to get a Final Fantasy. You know, it would be kind of cool if you could stream Destiny on your PS4 to your PS TV. It'd be kind of cool if you could use a Vita to download a Soul. Wait a second. Can't. Yeah. It's so only theoretical. Uh, so why don't we uh, begin our news of this week? But first, where can we find the news? Well, you can find the news on the one true place 
to find all of the links, not only to this show, but all the other shows on the network, which is thenexus.tv slash ATN131. 131? 131. We're already 131 episodes of this. That's amazing. And nothing's changed. Nothing's changed, except, well, you know, not much. So, uh, the news for this week. Have you ever heard of Starbucks? I, 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 there are many Starbuckses in this city. Yeah, I knew that's where you were going to go with that. Well, Starbucks is rolling out wireless chargers to its stores nationwide. They've started in California already. They're starting, of course, in San Francisco, which is where all the tech things start, and will be saturating the market of their stores by the end of 2015, which is next year. Each store should receive about 10 charger spots. Basically, it's tables and um, counter space that have embedded wireless chargers built into them. Sounds cool, right? Well, I mean, I'm sure in these rollout testing areas that they've noticed that they're really great. You know, I'm, I, it sounds cool that you can go up to your Starbucks while your coffee is being prepared or while you're just sitting down and drinking your coffee while reading up on today's news, you can wirelessly charge your device. That sounds cool, right? But here's the kicker. Here's the problem. You must have a power mat slash PMA compatible device. In other words, if you have a, what, how do you say it? Q? Q or key? What do you, what do you say? Q. Q. If you have a Q charger device, so an X5, an X4, pretty much any Samsung device, pretty much any HTC device, or any device in general, except an iPhone, well, you're out of luck, because PowerMat is a Duracell technology, I guess, or a PMA technology, and so you need a special device that doesn't exist, or a case that you strap on there for afterwards. Uh, Matt's uh, research into this matter reveals that at least 60% of phones that, that are out, Q. like not just theoretical, like people own. So 60% of owned devices have Q charger power built in, whereas what? And the other 40 just don't. Just and there's a small mark in... Mark in? <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that's, that's word, it's English, totally, um, that can get this ability like i mean you can't just buy it off the shelf you ha- i mean you can buy a case that allows your phone to, well, to add this but but why would you want that I, I just a special case just for charging that sounds terrible i mean i would understand like why they'd include this as a second thought like to include everyone right but why wouldn't you pick the bigger standard first that is but, the question i mean so it wasn't like a, it was a 50 50 either no nope. there was a clear-cut winner yep um Q, the q charging system is the the biggest the biggest now of course this will all ultimately be decided when ios i mean the iphone 6 comes out if either phone that comes out from apple has either one built in or if it's their own proprietary standard that is the one that will be to the true winner so this will be decided for truth and for glory in the fall, hmm. more or less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Tesla's been doing some cool stuff this week. What did they so do? they can all make all those electric cars that nobody buys and nobody likes? Uh, except all the people who love them and hail them as the future. Well, they may be the future, and that Elon Musk may own SpaceX and all those other cool futuristic Asteroid things. Asteroid mining. Someday. I mean, we're going to depend on asteroids for our electricity gasoline. Coming soon. Yeah. But also coming now are the open source patents. Um, so how do you get people to build stuff for you? Well, you don't make it hard. You don't make it hard. Like, you like you don't want to have a million different connectors and other things, so you just make it free to begin with, and that way you can hope that people will actually want to use your style of products. Right. So, I mean, to secure the future, they have open-sourced a lot of their patents. So, I mean, it's, it's a question about exclus- the, the value of exclusivity versus the value of widespread adoption. What they need is widespread adoption. Exactly. So, sure, Tesla might be able to sue some 
you know, manufacturer for using their technology. But why is that beneficial to Tesla? It's not really. Widespread adoption on the consumer end would be much more beneficial. So if companies want to and choose to use Tesla charging technology, great, wonderful, so happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what shouldn't make you happy? AT&T should not make you happy. Oh, they make me happy. Because they're not T-Mobile. They're not T-Mobile. T-Mobile's right. angry. Yeah, uh, you know, you're angry with T-Mobile. That's what you mean. Yeah. So if you did have AT&T, though, you might be weary because between April 9th and April 21st of 2014, apparently there was a pretty big data breach uh, through AT&T's uh, system. It was allegedly through a third-party contractor but do we really believe them? Well, yeah, probably. Because that's what exactly happened to Target, apparently. Well, anyway, this would be bad, but it gets worse. Because it wasn't just like, oh, your phone number was leaked. Because you could find that. No, apparently your social security number and call records were also leaked. But don't worry, the NSA had those already. You know, that's that's fine. That's a non-event. People lose their data all the time. Everyone has their stuff. I'm just saying, you know. Well, I mean, gotta watch out everyone for has AT&T. credit monitoring. No, no. What, what Speaking is... of which, I got a call today. Did you? Or my mom did. Um, see, my dad went to Canada mm-hmm. and started making purchases all oh, along the way. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, and that was Father's suspicious. Day surprise. Aha! Very well done. Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get, at least I can do that. Oh, so AT&T's been doing some other things. So they say that their acquisition of DirecTV will cause a significant downward pressure on prices. So, you, you really believe that? Um, well, prices of what, though? That's the question. Oh, cable companies. Huh. So you're telling me that if I let AT&T buy a, com- buy a non-competitor, DirecTV, and then somehow that will make Comcast cheaper. Is that what you're saying? Do I believe that? No, I don't believe that at all. Would you, would you believe that um, if they did this, they had, AT&T would allow the customers to save even more money by bundling their DirecTV with their broadband internet? I'd believe that more. Well, I don't believe that at all. I feel like it'd just be an easier way to rip people off. Tri- triple play. Double play with satellites. You know, if you marketed like, why pl- play with cable when you could play with satellites? Do you... Like, uh, I mean, the instant win. I mean, I would, I would totally want to go with satellites. I mean, I kind of agree with you. I mean, what's better than a satellite? Uh, you know, speaking of which, my grandmother called me earlier this week with her new phone, I might add. Um, and she complained, I think the dish is broken. I'm not getting any TV in the bedroom. And I'm baffled because you don't have a, a dish. You don't have satellite. What are you talking about? Well, the TV isn't working. And it's like, you have Comcast, which is cable. Anyway. Which she knows because she gets the Sunday paper and looks under Comcast cable for the channel listings. Oh, but she, now she, she, she's been not getting the paper recently because her paper boy has been failing and she's yet to call because she forgets instantly. And so we've been telling her, well, you can just go to tvguide.com and just look it up. And she's like, but do I have to use the internet for that? I could just use my paper if I had it. And it's like, but does it matter? You know, I, we, we have our problems with our paper boy sometimes, which is actually a grown man that drives reverse down the streets for an added challenge every morning. But that guy's um, pretty good at it. He's so good in reverse. Um, well, Honestly, the guy does his whole route in reverse in the morning for the fun of it. He leaves the trunk open on his car, and he d- drives in reverse. And he, I have not seen him hit anything yet. But but we've seen him. We've gotten out of the road immediately and observed from a safe distance. But Yeah. yeah but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 just, it's just terrible. 
So, you know what else is terrible? 2G speeds. Well, T-Mobile claims that if you were one of those people on a simple choice plan, are you on a simple choice plan? I am. Oh, it turns out. If you ever go out of this country, which I don't think you will, but if you did, 2G speeds are good enough for you, right? Yeah. That's what T-Mobile says. Well, T-Mobile says that they have no interest, really, in making their out-of-the-U.S. speeds faster because, well, it turns out only 1% of T-Mobile customers that have simple choice ever choose to upgrade to higher speeds outside of the country. According to them, calls since making their, you know, free out of the country stuff happen, you know, through the uncarrier mm-hmm. thing. Well, since then, there are three times as many calls. There are seven times as many texts. There's 28 times as much data and there's 53% more roaming now. Isn't that good? That is great. But. Only 1% of people ever choose to pay money, actually, for any of these things. And so T-Mobile has no interest in you know, making it better. Hmm. Yeah. But I thought they did, because then that would make them on carrier. But right. See? Isn't that the strangest thing? Yeah. So that's kind of a kind of a funny thing that T-Mobile does. You know, they purport to be a revolutionary, but then aren't. You know. Yeah. You have first-hand experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also have some rumored first-hand experience about something amazing. So do you know what this world doesn't have? Um, A huge tablet. Well, they do, but not enough of them. Oh, darn. And the good news is that Samsung has another line of tablets coming out. The Galaxy Tab S line. Mm. Now, this S line is going to have two new tablets. An 8.4 inch, which is, it's decent. But that's that's the small. They also have a 10.5 inch, Hmm. which is, you know, that's a good size pad. Yeah. I mean, could be bigger. I mean, I, I would prefer like a 15 inch tablet. Like with a handle on the back, so they actually hold it. Um, but that's cool. Like, um, but I, I don't know much about the specs yet. Just that these are announced. Now I'm hoping you could tell me, like, hey, I know all the specs. And you know, I don't know all the specs offhand. But let me tell you something that is weird. So at CES earlier this year, CES 2014, you can look look listen to our special at the Google.net slash the Nexus. You can uh, notice that Samsung released a line of tablets at CES. The Pro series of tablets. I think there were three sizes, like a 7, an 8, and a 10, mm. with various decimal places involved. And, you know, it's kind of strange to release another set of tablets, you know, six months later, for example. Yeah. It's kind of strange. But we do know one amazing thing about these new tablets. And that, the sc- so the screen le- resolution on it is 2560 by 1600, and they use Super OMO LEDs. Super AMOLED? Is that how you want to call it? That's how you say it. Fine out. I mean, I don't know if I would. I I don't think so. I mean, Samsung's just amazing with with these new curved TV screens and these new Super AMOLEDs. So I tried to get to the specs website. Man, this is a chore. So let's see. Wi-Fi. Yeah, the show is a chore. LTE. Three gigabyte. Three gigabytes of memory, which is really great. I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal. 16 or 32 configurations for storage. That's nice. Uh, SD card support. So that's nice. Uh, 8 megapixel flash or camera with flash. Uh, you know, Wi-Fi AC with MIMO, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi direct. Uh, GPS is included. However, you don't get support in Canada. I don't know why. No, no Canada. Um, a kind of a small battery. Maybe for someone, only 7,900 mAh. That seems kind of small considering that this phone here has 3,000. Yeah, you know, that's just really good. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it does come with KitKat 4.4. You do get uh, Google Maps and Google services. You, 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 it's you a feature. It's a feature. You also get Samsung Magazine, Professional Pack, and Multi-User Mode. 
multi-user on the tablet. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, so there, there you go. Buy now. I mean, I'll have to. I don't know what the pricing is, so uh, we'll find out later. And we don't know. Nobody. Knows oh, okay. Yet. I do know. Uh, three ninety nine for the small one and four ninety nine for the big one. Hmm. So I'm sure you'll get on. You'll get a sale come next month. Yeah. <sighs> so sad. It is. So uh, Mozilla. Have you ever heard of them? Oh, I love Mozilla. Well, they are trying to sell yet another Firefox phone. And by they, I mean someone is going to sell another Firefox phone, but not in the United States. Oh, yes. So where you ask, India. Yeah, that's it's amazing. But for how much? That's the question. Because you know these non-U.S. markets, they're they're very sensitive to pricing. Tricky, very tricky. Right. Well, the answer is twenty-five dollars. Hmm. That's that's really good. I don't know what kind of currency they have in India, so I don't know what the conversion factor is. I mean, yeah. India is very far away. Now, how did that even get put in there? You'd put it there. I really put it there. Yep. I just put it in the other section. Anyway, but what do we know about India? Uh, well, twenty-five dollars is fourteen hundred and nineteen ninety-two Indian rupees. Very rich. So by now, I mean, uh, could you, what would that mean? So let's say you had a three hundred dollar. It would you know, be really expensive. You know, or just, or just sound really expensive. Well, so if if you had a three hundred dollar phone, it'd be seventeen thousand rupees. So that's really expensive. So anyway, this phone is, uh, you know, just a phone. It's going to be sold on eBay again. Same deal. Yeah. Yeah. Not much to write home about. Yeah. Well, I got a lot to write home about right now because, uh, you know, this whole week is just going to be is just Google I.O. speculations. You know, because this week we don't have a big event going on, but next week we'll have I.O. Yeah. The week after we have Amazon. No, this week we have Amazon. This week is Amazon? Yeah. I already forgot. I know. Non-event. Don't worry about it. It's Google I.O. speculations are better. It's on the calendar. You know, so I've been getting harassed um, very heavily about these new um, shows. Like, Friday, like, Woo, Mew, 6 to hurty, come to a show at 7. I'm pretty and sure there's... there's no Friday show. No, no, I I got the emails for it. I don't know why, because uh, it's, it's on, on Saturday, the calendar. But it's on no, Saturday. No, I'm getting these new calendar updates. Well, good. It's about time. Well, no, it, it mean, doesn't it's work. wrong. But it's not wrong. It just Look, doesn't you, work. Uh, so I looked for you. And I'm like, well, if he doesn't want to do a show, we'll just do Guild Wars. He's like, oh, I want to hang out in North St. Paul because I'm better than the Midway St. Paul You know, peoples. we were busy. Oh, yeah. Did you doing like Father's Day stuff? Yeah, or, uh, that's yeah, right. That's what I figured. Yeah. Um, very good. Either way, Google Fit, that piece of crap, that Android wear- wearable thing that they've been not talking about at all. <laughs> I totally did. Yeah. Um, that's what people are speculating. Like, this will be finally the things where you can wear your step counter and your cal- calorie makeshift burner and your other biometric data. So you can sell ads. Uh, I people don't... who are hot want water. By now. <laughs> well, it's, it's gonna be how they do that. I know. Like, what is that even gonna do? If you turn right, go five meters, turn left, you will find a vending machine by now. Like that? Pretty much. Okay. I don't think that's how it's gonna work, but uh, it's kinda cool. So one of the one of the reasons to do this is, I mean, a lot of apps exist that that you know do your step counting, that do your but they're wrong. Well, that do your heartbeat monitoring and stuff. A lot of apps have that, but none of them can get a full picture of what you're doing because they're all siloed. You know, they're all in their own app. So what if you could have all that data go into a specialized you know container, Google Fitness or whatever they're calling it. And then you could aggregate it. Well, that is some kind of uh, non-porcelain dinosaur. Yes. Agree. Yes. So more Google I.O. speculation. More rumors. So remember how we had Project Hera a few months ago come out to us and scare us? 
with this most bizarre and half-baked design. Yes. Uh, you can see this design now actually manifests in two places with the latest update to Android 4.4.3. You can see it in the phone app. You can also see it in the Google Plus app that was updated a few weeks ago. You know, it's a very uh, particular design style, but you can see it already. Well, that design actually has a name, and that has nothing to do with Project Hera, turns out. Really? Yeah, we were very misled with those original leaks by, um, I'm not sure who it was, but maybe Android Police. One of those AndroidSomeWord.com places. You know, that's, you know, that's pretty bad. That is so pretty what bad. is it called? Well, so this design style is called Quantum Paper. Now, let's think about why this makes sense. Quantum paper. What is a quantum? Hmm. Quantum is a unit. It's the smallest in, you know, undividable unit. That's what it is. And what did Google always like calling their card design or their, their current design? Well, it was the card design UI style. So how could we portray singular items of content as a self-contained thing? Well, cards. What is a card? It's a piece of paper. So quantum paper. It makes sense. It sounds great. And it does have a style. The style is informed in no way by the name. And, uh, you know, it just it seems to make some sense. The idea of quantum paper is uh, it will be a unified UI design pattern throughout not only the phone apps, but also the web apps. So, for example, and we don't know how deep this goes, but, for example, you could go to Gmail, see your Gmail there. It would have the same style of UI as your phone's Gmail. That sounds nice, right? Yes, it does. Well, uh, last year at Google I.O., and I didn't watch all the videos, I only watched the major keynote and then some Dart and Go videos, what apparently was shown was a, uh, I don't remember the name for it, but there was a um, framework that Google was trying out. It wasn't ready for prime time yet, but they were trying out this framework that will allow you to make phone and web apps look the same. Yeah, that would be... So this could be an evolution of that. Super evolution. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably be hearing about this soon at I.O. I hope we do. Mm-hmm. Quantum paper. Now, if you were confused by what then Hera is, Hera is the synchronization of state. Remember that? See, I just thought, Hera, Hera, Hera. It was just, we you were, know, we not were, that. We were really bitter about Hera because it looked horrible. Well, But it so, turns out that it was just an early prototype at the time. As I mentioned earlier, I was trying to figure out where your you were the other day. Yes. Like yesterday. Yeah. And... Uh, my Google Plus updated, and I think you were involved, but I couldn't find how to find you. Like it was just seriously, hidden in menu. Well, yeah, yeah, everything, everything, and then locations, and then there. I found it, but I had to actually use the app for a good ten minutes to figure it out. They hid it, and I'm like, oh, what, 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 do I plus one this? Do I have to plus one somebody's post before I can get what I want? Is that how they get people to use it? And like, no, you just had to click around. But no, it was very complicated, and I didn't like it. You have problems. Well, now I know the app, so now it's fine. Good. You know, should always yeah. just update immediately and learn new things. You know, you don't. I mean, updates should be like how Google Voice updated. Yeah, like so. Google Voice had an update. Nothing's changed. No new features. That's an update I can handle. I can handle that, like just through and through, and just like my calls do. Um, but but seriously, no. When when Google Voice got an update, people thought there'd be something new. Yeah, you know, like something great and revolutionary. Well, but no. So like you know how you do Google Play conversations and stuff, you could put a top hat on yourself and other things. Yeah. I would I would have loved to have like I want to sound like Darth Vader. Like that'd actually be really like, cool. Like just like like um not skins for your voice, but like you know filters. Filters, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but so no. what did the update bring us? International calling rates. Oh dear. Um. Huh. Wow. I that's, mean, that's, that's useful. That, 
is it? No. New, new, new rates? Is that really an update? Uh, no, like, no, it's not. Is there something I've, I'm missing here that no, I don't know? you're not missing anything. Uh, just... Presumably, if something big is coming, which it, it will be shown at I.O. and then rolled into Hangouts. Hmm. So, I mean, I guess this could be the last update that the app will ever get before support for the app is deprecated and everything just switches to Hangouts. Hmm. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever heard of SwiftKey? Never. Well, clearly you don't peruse the paid app section much. Peruse nothing. I know. Well, the paid app section on Android uh, typically contains SwiftKey as one of the top sellers Mm -hmm. because everybody loves SwiftKey for some unknown reason. Um, I don't know what that reason is, but SwiftKey is kind of like a replacement keyboard for the stock keyboard. A lot of people use it. Don't know why. Well, they have switched their model of selling and their model of business. They used to be just a paid app. You bought it. You had it forever. Now you can just download it for free. And the way they make money now is in-app purchases of themes. Hmm. So I think it comes with like a white and a black theme. And then you can get other themes and other styles for some monetary value of in-app purchasing. Now, according to my uh, developer sources, when you have an app that is paid and then go free, you can never go back to being paid. Wait, what? On on the Google Play Store. So when you have an app that is paid, and then you mm-hmm. set it to free, you can never go back. So it's it's a one-time deal. So if, if SwiftKey ever wants to make money again, they won't get to have that same app oh, be okay, that okay. way. They'll have to That's make meant, SwiftKey like, for the person. Oh, no. Like, cause then I just couldn't follow that. But right. I, I get that. So I, I hope their in-app purchasing scheme works well for them. The reason that you might think they've done this is, well, maybe everybody has SwiftKey already. Maybe the people who aren't going to get it aren't going to get it, and the people who were going to get it already got it. That's it. It's the yeah. end of the road. Well, now that it's free, people might actually try it and then might be convinced somehow later. And to if get they want to switch it, they just, you know, that's something, hotkeys. Right. There's, there's infinite names. Mm-hmm. Quantum key. Well, I would use quantum paper. SwiftKey, too. Swift key year. No. I'd get that. Swift chiclet. Yeah. So, um, we're not going to do a recap of WWDC, but, um, that happened already. Yeah. Um, but one of the technologies that was talked about and debuted was a uh, handoff. So that would let you start writing an email on your iPhone and then seamlessly take it over on your Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learned something. So this function, pa- uh, this functionality requires you to have a Mac that has Bluetooth LE, like yes. the low energy one. Right. So Bluetooth 4 LE. See, I always thought they were backwards compatible and other things. Apparently but, uh, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that limits you to literally six types of a Mac. MacBook Air 2011 and 12, a MacBook Pro 2012, a rent and display MacBook Pro, all models, an iMac 2012 or later, a Mac Mini 2011 or later, or a Mac Pro 2013 or later. So, you know, there's there's a lot of years there, but you can't go back to, like, the original set of MacBook Pros. Hmm. Yeah. So Weird. basically, any Mac sold before I went to college, so before 2011, doesn't work. Yeah, you have to get out there and buy some new ones. Um, yeah. So... And retina display. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's fine, but I'm kind of surprised that it seriously relies on Bluetooth. I'd always assumed that it would just use Wi-Fi, like a smart thing to do. Well, I mean... Some um, people who have Apple products have, I'm guessing, have really big houses. Yeah. So why would Bluetooth be better then? It'd be worse. It would be a lot worse because yeah. Bluetooth can't. Like, so let's say you had three floors. Yeah. If you're in no your ba- finished basement and then you go to your attic. So if I walk to my back door, uh, my room is right below the back door. So the back door is on the main floor, and my room Bluetooth is in the basement. still can't work with the Bluetooth speakers. My Bluetooth disconnects the second I go by that back door, yeah. and that's just ten feet above it. And it's just. 
terrible. Yeah. So I, I wish they would have gone through the uh, Wi-Fi route, but don't worry, that's what Hera is. You Android know, will handle it. Yeah, they 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 have. I mean, it's just great. Well, they will. I mean, and but they're you know they're hexahedrons, Bluetooth. Bluetooth. But I guess you can say hexahedron, so you're happy. Yeah, we had one in our hand last week. Well, so let's talk about some multitasking. So, uh, you know, the iOS development builds of iOS 8 have been, of course, distributed to all the developers who were at WWDC and everybody who's also a developer who couldn't go. Well, somebody, an engineering soul, decided to edit a plist or something and has found a way to enable fancy pants multitasking on the iPad. Really? Well, what they're calling it is this this feature that they've enabled is UI simulated application resize gesture enabled. Mouthful. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, there's no audio in this video, but I'm going to show Matt and edit it out later. I, I saw you doing this earlier. So we can talk about it. So what they're doing is they have two fingers, and they're swiping the edge of an app to quadrants of the phone, very much like how the Surface was presented originally, where you could snap apps to predefined portions. So like uh, a quarter, one-third, and a half. Cool. So uh, the the app they were showing here was was uh, Safari. They didn't show two apps side by side, but clearly that's the point of this. And this is already in the builds. It's not. It hasn't been taken out. This was something they're working on internally, and that's pretty impressive. I mean, that that Apple really does want the the iPad platform to involve more than that single screen view. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, would would you think that would be better with multi screen support? Multi-app support. Well, so this is, I think, a bad solution. But Why? Why is this a bad solution? Well, so like, you know how when you're doing Twitter and stuff, you can't open an app and in an app, so you have to have your Twitter and Safari. It would be much better to have, you know, links and other things besides just, you know, multitasking. Besides having two things open, it would be better if things could share. But Well, things can share now. That's what extensions are for. So they can't. Right. So, so Safari can do that now. That's what, that's mm-hmm. what the extension platform allows. So if you open a Twitter link now, Safari can be told through this extension system to listen for the Twitter links and just take it over. So what if I had the, I was using the Twitter app? Yeah. If you were using the Twitter app, it would open Safari. So it can do that now. Right. Mm, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then this is cool. So it seems like this is a good idea. Now, um, what, what, uh, the Verge wrote here is that obviously this is not ready yet. Um, you know, most apps aren't made to have arbitrary scalings, you know, of width. Like it's the continuous height, but widths change. Yeah. Right? So most apps aren't made Unless to do that yet. Put on portrait or well, landscape. Right. So then the same thing remains true. It's still the same height, but then the widths change. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, the, the, the thing is that this is not ready yet. So I don't think we'll see it for iOS 8 at all. Really? No, I don't know. Unless the uh, processor in... I mean, just because WWDC passed last week, that doesn't mean they couldn't announce it now. No, no, not at all. They could. And they have done things like that. You know, when the iPhone does come out later this year. But honestly, I feel like it's either going to not happen this year, or it'll happen like a 8.1 kind of thing when the iPad comes out sometime later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I want to talk about something that's beyond my understanding, and I don't understand at all. Oh, sure. Why not? So, you know, Apple stock is like $645 a share. Yeah, well, it was. Well, I guess on Friday, your one share became seven shares of $92 each. Mm-hmm. So, they didn't have enough stock. So, here's how this works. They wanted more. Well, so so here's how it works. So, you, you make an arbitrary number of units, and then you sell them. The price that they become is a ratio of supply and demand and perceived value. So that works, right? Good with that? 
Mm-hmm. So the problem is, let's say you have a stock that is $645, and you're just an average person, but you want to get into the stock market. Can you afford to lose $645 as a normal person? The answer is usually no. So that means normal people can't do it. The solution to that is to stock split, which is to take whatever units of stock, multiply them by some factor, and then all the stock people have already are the same value. It's just you have more of them to compensate for the less value of each one individually. So this means a person could buy... Yeah, because they tried to bring it down to $100. Like, and, that's what and they most, did. They yeah. did this successfully. And so now a person could buy $100 worth of Apple stock, which is indeed a seventh of what it previously would have been, but now more people can get into it if they want to. Yeah. So I, I don't know the be- better financial reasons for doing this. I just know that one. There might also be some uh, trickery with voting and non-voting stocks. This is one of the things uh, Google did. They did a stock split where they made more stocks of the same name. It just there was like class A and class B. And class B was not voting stock. Yeah. So like, you know, if you have a certain stake in a company, like, over some number that's arbitrarily set, you can vote on company matters. Well, if you had B stocks, you wouldn't be able to. So there could be that trickery here in the Apple stocks, but it seems like it's fine. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hard to imagine. I, I I'm not one for the stock. I'm not either, so, you know, eh. Now, you know, I had Lanier as an economics teacher. Oh, man, I had him as a, a human being. So, um, Apple... What? Alarms! <laughs> Apple went public on December twelfth, nineteen eighty, for twenty two dollars per share. Well, that's, not, that's better than Facebook. Mm, yeah, a little bit. Uh, and accounting for its four stock splits since then, Apple's current stock roughly uh, was a point three nine cents at IPO, giving a roughly twenty three thousand percent upgrade over thirty three point five years. Wow, that's so pretty pretty big growth there, Apple. Good work. Yeah, that's huge. Nobody else is going to do that. Yeah. yeah. So in other news, uh, Amazon, according to all the months and months and months of rumors, didn't release a phone. No, they released Prime Music Streaming this week. Next week it's a phone. Prime Music Streaming is free if you have Prime, which, as you might have heard, is $99, right? I have. It is free with no ads. When you have Prime, otherwise you get a 30-day trial, uh, and uh, then you have to buy Prime, and then you don't get any ads, and then you can listen to any one of over a million songs and hundreds of pre-made playlists. Pretty exciting stuff. Amazon is planning to make other clients for non-Amazon streaming, but who knows when that'll happen. Yeah, it is hard to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, do you know Expedia? They're the people who have all the commercials about booking hotel rooms and yeah, everything. Yeah. Well, they're now accepting bitcoins. How does that work? What they say is that whatever rate is going at, they just do that. And they also said that they would never, ever, 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 ever hold on to bitcoins because they have no value the next day. So, so the how company that said that every single day that they would flush all, they'd sell all their bitcoins immediately. I guess that's okay. So I'm guessing they had they charge just a little bit more for the transaction fee because mm. it's absurd. Yeah, um, a little bit. Yeah, but that's just, um, the people who still use bitcoins are happy because they want it to be more mainstream. And when with more people doing these services and stuff, it's you know better for them. I don't know. Like most people use bitcoins because they're doing nefarious things. You don't know that. And and so I don't like so what? So the the next terrorist will buy Bitcoin flights from Expedia. You don't know that. Yeah, I, I don't know that. And I suppose you still have to put in your normal address and stuff into. So it's yeah. probably okay. 
when you go to Bulk Lake Street, Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, tell me about this NSA problem. Oh, no. I mean... No? It's, it's, it's not really a problem. Problem? You don't think it's a problem? Uh, it's just something interesting that was reported on the Washington Post. Okay. So you know how we talked about the NSA deleting courtroom data. Yes. And stuff. Right. Well, they say, not our fault. Whose fault is it? Our system, so complex, it doesn't know how to obey the law. Wait, so you're and telling me... And we're not me, in control of it. So you're telling me the NSA doesn't know how to operate its own technologies. So advanced. I named it Skynet. Wow. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Hmm. They can't even keep track of their own records. Well, I'm thinking it works in their favor oh, 100% sure percent of the time. Possible deniability. I never yeah. heard those records. They were deleted. But exactly. I don't know. But, no, that that's just what they got in front of a courtroom and said. You know, it's pretty bad when you have to say that to a courtroom. Well, so, you know, a lot of people are really, really Impressed. angry about this. So, in a hearing on Friday at the U.S. District for Northland District of California and Judge something something... Um, something said something surveillance act 702 amendment act foreign intelligence surveillance act um act out of character acting and then oh the truth they don't have control you know that's pretty bad yeah i paraphrase and if you want to learn about it just look at the show notes for the nexus.tv slash atn 131 wow is that how it works yep no, okay. So what do you do next week, which is really the week coming up? Um, so tomorrow, um, is the substitute or the T6s guy on the route. So I, I actually have a nine o'clock start. So I get to start real late. Well, that's nice. And, but then I get to start at the proper time and case route six for the next three weeks. Okay. Well, that's good. I hope you enjoy the next six weeks of your life. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough? Uh, how is, how's the weather looking? Well, rain doesn't, weather doesn't affect it. I mean, sure it does. when it's rainy, it's sucky, but, you know, you, you deliver it anyway, so it doesn't that's, matter. That's what I hear. As long as you ignore it, you're fine. How about the bone ticks this week? <sighs> the biggest. We also had one. This, my mom on her walking on her wall was just a tick, like just yesterday. You know, we don't have those problems here. That's just because we just brought so many home with us. That's because you win some are with them. Yes, and right. I want to go back. I understand. Because. Oh, yeah? Guess who spent $400 on a piece of crap? You did. Yes, I did. <laughs> I got a package coming from Spain. That's pretty cool, though. Oh, it's a flintlock rifle. I mean, I'd love to buy, like, an LG G-Pad 2 from Spain. But they don't sell them from Spain. <laughs> yes, they don't. Like, I don't know. But, so, I mean, this this is um, flintlocks, like, this. the gun I'm making this off of is designed from a 1760s model, and America wasn't too uh, American back hmm. then. And I guess, so this this company um, is re- he has rebranded and called themselves Traditions now, but um, it's made by real Spanish people. Is that right? What do you call people in Spain? Spaniards. Spaniards? Yes. Made by real Spaniards that have been making flintlocks and their heritage can be traced back hundreds of years. So Okay. But no, you, so you buy it in a kit and then you assemble it. So you buy the Spaniard-made kit and you assemble it here in America. So is that an easy process or does that take some tinkering? Uh, well, so as you know, my dad is gone. Yes. So I've, I've started some... A small forestry business by removing a lot of stuff. When my dad is gone, I just start... You tend to do things. I tend to do things. And so I figure this is going to take months to build. And lucky for me, flintlock season isn't until, you know, November. So. I didn't know it had a season. Um, so, you know, for deer hunting, you can do it in November. And so I can do it in November just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. But whenever everyone gets two weeks to deer hunt, 
where if I was registered to do it with Mr. Flinty Flint, then I would do it in those two weeks, and then it'd go another month. Um, you get an extended window because mm-hmm. they figure half the time your gun isn't going to go off that's because it's from good, the 1700s that's not and a everyone good ratio else has a, for reliability. Yeah, well, see, see, I just got to build it right. Knowing, is what they're hoping I don't Knowing do. you, well, you know. Well, what I'm doing next week is, of course, uh, doing some work on that code, hopefully getting a uh, Amazon special out the door when it happens. We'll see who wants to do that. I heard Sam Eberts was in town. I heard you were wrong. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's my plan. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? Well, you can find me at methmetro.com. And you can also visit majesticflooring.tc. Really? That's mm-hmm. still up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll probably still up if you're another year. Because one and one sucks. And of course, you can find me, Ryan Rapper, just about everywhere, but especially on the Twitter and, of course, Google Plus, which is where I post show notes throughout the week. You know, I also post a lot of pictures on the Google Plus for my new camera that I haven't told anyone about yet. Doing a good job of not talking about that new camera. Yeah, I can't believe you'd do that. Well, I mean, I just I just haven't written the formal review yet because I don't do that. You know, when you do that, you should just do you know, that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll get around to it someday. So, any, anything else? Uh, no, have a good one. Have a good one. Who's muted the lines this day? So the all was tipped over, and a solo button was pressed. Yeah. It's got to be those little... Another Bitcoin thing. Um, U.S. is going to auction off 30,000 Bitcoins. Page fault in non-page area, win32k.sys. Your PC ran into a problem, restarting. It didn't even do anything. Sam looked at that computer once. Do you know I was actually doing show notes for a change? (laughs) This is what happens when I try to participate. You can't hear it. Well, not like you can hear it anyway. Oh, no, I hear it. What's up? (laughs) I can put a marker there. No, I'm against (laughs) marking things I've once said.